0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Salon Stories podcast, uh, the podcast that dives a little deeper into the salon industry and the people behind it. Uh, with me today is my wonderful co-host colleague, and I'm going to say today, mild acquaintance, Kelly McCluskey. Hey, Kelly, how you doing?
1: Oh, I thought we were friends, Josh, and I've left my pretzels in your room as well. Oh, Don't go eating them all now. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's not fair. So, hi. Today with us, we have London's Master Barber and also 2019's official Best British Barber of the Year. And today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Garai Kesman.
2: Hi, everybody. Um, Hi, Kelly. Hi, Josh. Um, Thank you for having me on your show.
1: Thank you so much for coming onto our show. It's really lovely to have you here and we're so excited to learn more about you. Um, could you tell us more about how and when you decided that you wanted to get into this industry?
2: So, um, basically, I came to London uh, when I was 16 for an English course and uh, when I've seen London life and nightlife, I really wanted to stay and I didn't go back to um, Turkey. This is where I'm originally from, Istanbul. And um, I straight got into, I got into straight away um, hospitality and catering industry. I've been working in the restaurants. And after a few years I've decided it's not really for me because um, it was like social hours and um, I didn't really like working on social hours so i was looking into different options really and my cousin is a barber himself so he said like why don't you come to my shop and see how you feel stay for a week and um i went to his shop and it was really cool atmosphere um you know the banter was there it was it was really cool <laughs> and i really felt like um he was he was a really important guy because he was making people feel absolutely amazing and giving them confidence People w- was walking up from the shop like, you know, looking million dollars and mm. feeling that as well. It, it was great. I thought, you know, I, I would love to do this. And I said, yes, I would like to learn. And um, obviously, when you're an apprentice, you don't earn much money. So I had to keep my job as a, in a restaurant for the first six months and learn this job on my spare times. So those these like six months was. Very crazy time for me. I worked about 110 hours a week, um, to be able to pay my bills as well as learn how to cut hair. But um, with passion and ambition, after six months, um, I had a chair and I was fully qualified barber um, working basically. Um, since then I had my ups and downs, um, but yeah, I I do love I do love it.
0: 110 hours is very intense. I, I, actually, I was thinking about the maths here. That probably leaves like eight hours a day to do lo- well, like all the sleeping, eating, any social time at all.
2: Absolutely. That's insane. Absolutely. That's a
0: huge amount of
2: work. So I used to leave um, 7 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. to go to the barber shop and start um, at the restaurant at 11 o'clock. And then I had a one-hour break between 3 and 4 p.m. And barbershop that I was learning it was about walking distance. So I used to go there for an hour and come back to the restaurant and then work in the restaurant till close, like 12 o'clock, and you get home about one o'clock and go to sleep. My wife was not happy um, for the first <laughs> six months. Really, like we did not see each other. And she she was like I think like we are coming to the end and um, luckily um, in the end of uh, six months, I've decided to leave the restaurant and go into barbering full time. And um, it was the wise decision that otherwise we wouldn't be able to um, survive financially. And uh, this way I learned quicker. I gave my everything and I can say, you know, I I worked hard to um, get here really.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody can deny that. Uh, I mean, just for the sheer numbers. And it clearly shows, obviously, with your, uh, the, the awards. How many, how many awards have you won now? Did you win, am I right in thinking it was 2019's Best Barber?
2: Yes, one of the organizations. So the organization that I won is called Great British Barber Bash. Mm-hmm. So I won uh, the Best British Barber of the Year 2019 with that. And then I was the finalist of Best British Barber of the Year, World Pro UK. Uh, right after that, and that was quite exciting. It was in um, um, I was in top five in UK, and then um, I was a finalist for Britain's best Shave uh, for British Barbers Association uh, all over Britain. I was I was knocked out on semi-finals, um, but it was a great experience.
0: So much like England in the World Cup, then.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was so exciting. So um, over the years, I, I always struggled with my confident levels and um, I've always been the shy one. And um, so all these awards, trying to go into competitions, it was like it was actually challenging myself to progress as a person rather than winning those competitions. Because for me, I wanted to face my fears going on to that stage, seeing hundreds of people watching me because when I was even thinking, thinking about it before, my heartbeat was going so fast and I, I just I felt like I was going to faint. But doing it, I actually feel a lot better now that my confidence levels are higher. I believe in myself better. I can actually believe in myself that I can achieve a lot more Um, Yeah, I I would definitely recommend to anyone and everyone to join those competitions because you really prove yourself to yourself, you know, make yourself feel proud.
1: Yeah, so all that hard work you've done has certainly paid off. Uh, We've seen from your Instagram that you've worked on ITV's Good Morning Britain doing Love to Curtis Pritchard's Hair. So how did that opportunity come about?
2: (sighs) So opportunity. I've been chasing opportunities. Really, they don't usually come um, very easy. So um, I don't. I'm not a big fan of like reality shows, but I think to be able to get them um, as a client, it been it was nice for me to just um, get an idea of it and watch it with my wife. And when I was watching it, I had an idea of like um, contacting these guys' managers, and um, just you know. Um, Just give him a little um, call saying, you know, if you guys ever need a stylist um, or a barber, uh, you know, you can always contact me. I'm more than happy to um, come and do a collaboration. And um, Curtis's manager uh, contacted me back. And since Love Island finished, I've been doing his hair more than a year now, actually. Um, We got a nice relationship. and It was a great opportunity in ITV as well. It was such an amazing experience. Um, I met Fast and Fury guys there. They were there. Um, obviously done Curtis's hair. And there was about hundreds of people working behind scenes, but in such a small space, but so much fun. It was just a great opportunity. Um, yeah, but we, I still cut his hair. And we got a great relationship. Um, he comes to my shop as well um, that I work in. Sometimes I go to his house to cut his hair. Yeah it's great actually. I I do really enjoy working with nice celebrities.
1: That's amazing. So them uh, 110 hours in the first 6 months every week definitely paid off.
0: If you don't mind me asking, right, when you contacted the uh, the managers of is it Curtis Pritchard? That's right. Um and the people at ITV. Did you have um at, at that point had you already won uh, any awards or been a finalist?
2: That's right. I have actually. That's right. So all this really helped me a lot, actually.
0: Do you think it was more like you say it helped you? Do you think it was that like that you had the qualifications, not the right word, because you already had the qualifications and everything. But like the backing of the award was that thing? Or do you think it's actually just that the award gave you the confidence to actually put yourself out there?
2: Um. Do you know what I? I in whatever I did in my life, I worked in many different industries. I I always tried my best to be the best. I'm quite a competitive person, and I sort of like push myself to be able to work with celebrities. And the, I always thought, how does people get into that? Like how how do I get to meet celebrities so I can do their hair? I mean, I even emailed. Um, like a class celebrities some of the like robbie williams that his his agents uh in the back ah. <gasps> is i was surprised because i wasn't i wasn't expecting any uh reply at all usually you mm-hmm. know one in ten will reply and he said look he's he's in states and you know um he's got his own regular um stylist that he sees for over the you know 10 years mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I I truly think that it's going to be you know impossible for him to give him up and um, get a cut from you, which which is very understandable. Um, but it was just great to be able to get in touch and you know get a feedback. Um, yeah, but I I just love uh, doing behind scenes um, thing. When he done, he's done um, with his brother. He was the um, he was presenting in awards. Um, in 2 so that day he came to the shop and he had his haircut and styled and froze it for him, and then he was on TV presenting um, the awards. It's just a really nice feeling. People were texting me because mm. they knew that I was doing his hair. It was just nice feeling. I think I I think I I get feed from compliments when people give me compliments saying, um, you know, you're doing uh, great hair or you know you you are doing really well. Um, in any in sort of compliment I feel better and I, I feel like I can I can even do better you know some people get uh, ambition from the negative feedback yeah but I don't I get um, ambition from positive feedback. I feel like um, you know get even better.
1: Is there a celebrity who you would love to get your hands on their hair?
2: Yeah so there's this couple, actually. But first, <laughs> first of all is David Beckham.
1: Oh, gosh. He's got gorgeous hair.
2: He has. Plus, whenever he changes his hairstyle, ho- whole hair fashion changes. You know, there's a lot of people follow his hairstyles. And once he changes hairstyle, that's it. At least, like, t- thousand people change his hairstyles, exactly the same as him. Mm. So I would love to be able to create a hairstyle that will rule the fashion for a bit. Um, I, I think he's great for that. I would love to be able to cut his hair for him.
0: Maybe you can start cutting my hair then because people seem to copy my hair. I had a bowl haircut and then uh, suddenly <laughs> Justin Bieber was on the market as a YouTube star. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe we could figure something out.
2: Yeah, great. Yeah, we can definitely do that. And then there's another guy, Zayn Malik. He oh, was in yes. um, One Direction. <laughs> so, he's got a lovely hair plus the, the thing i know about this guy i i don't really know much about their songs but i um i really love the way he goes over the top with his haircuts um you know this guy's got no limits you know i i i can imagine that i can do anything i like with his hair like extreme and then he would be okay with it that is one of the reasons <laughs> um i would love to do his hair. and obviously um as a TV show i think I would love to be able to work in like Peaky Blinders um, oh, yeah, yeah, um yeah. styling team or something, like styling. I, I would just, I just love that.
1: There's obviously their hair it, in Peaky Blinders, it's going back to, you know, it's quite, that's kind of set back in the day, isn't it? So I can imagine that would be exciting doing hairstyles like that.
2: I just love it. 1920s. 30s just before the war everybody's wearing their three-piece suits and um slick haircuts and disconnections i just love it it's it's just so cool and you know it's just so extreme and um, people are okay with that and people are i think these days as well a lot of people got so much confidence in themselves that they don't worry about what other people think anymore which is really nice so they can just wear their hair the way they want to wear it because it sort of shows your personality in a way the way you wear your hair and I think it's really important.
1: Yeah definitely because you've got so many awards and you've done so well so far I'm just wondering what is going to be the next step in your career now is there any anything else that you've got planned?
2: Well, I, I work in a shop as a manager at Cutter's Yard. I, I, I would love to open my own place and set my own uh, shop one day. Um, that will be my ideal uh, ideal thing. And I would love to be able to start um, educating. So um, I'm quite lucky when I told you guys I my first background is from catering and uh, restaurant hospitality. Um so my customer service has always been um very high quality. And even though I didn't like so much about uh, the industry, but I picked the best parts of it, so I use this customer service skills in barbering, and that really helps. I grow I grow my clientele very quickly, um, even though I wasn't the best barber when I first started 10 years ago. But because of your customer service and being nice and making sure that you show and the clients that you care about them, and I grew my um, clientele immediately so quickly, massive. So now, if you want to book a haircut with me, you'll have to book about three weeks in advance in my own shop. Wow! Um, Is just um, it just? I would love to be able to pass on those skills. Um, I can I can read people's body languages. Um, if if they're feeling uncomfortable or if they're not liking the way it's being cut, I can, I can actually feel the energy. Um, you know, all this makes such a big difference um, making people comfortable on our chairs and making it into an experience rather than a haircut. Uh, this is all this is about, um, you know, they can get a haircut from everywhere, right? They can go and pay 10 pounds mm. in the corner shop. They could get a haircut. Uh, maybe not a very good one, but they will get a haircut. But making it into experience, you know, it's it's all it's all I think this is what the barbering experience should be. Um barbers should be a bit more experienced on customer service, not just skills. Obviously you have to get a really good haircut to be a good barber and grow your clientele, but customer service comes, you know, um very high uh just after um skills as well. I would love to be able to pass that on to um, other barbers or, you know, beginners or, you know, even the barbers that never worked in custom service.
0: I mean, I think you're right on the the whole experience front. I think um, this might horrify you. And uh, obviously our listeners can't see this, but you can see me right now and I'm, I'm hiding my quarantine haircuts. Uh, at the moment, that's right. Under a hat, it's it's all I can do. Um, but
2: I'm quite lucky. I gave myself a fade. Yeah. Do you? You're looking pretty fly, to be honest. <laughs> uh, is it easy to do your own hair? What about what about the back? I How do you do the that. back? It's not really. So I set up one mirror here. I've got a mirror uh, mm. in front of me, and I set one mirror at the back. It's it's very difficult to do the back parts, but um, you know, it's still it's still not too bad when you have three mirrors, so you can see the back. Mm. Um, I've actually, first time I cut my hair in 10 years was beginning of lockdown. I've never actually cut my hair, no my own hair before I've, because I never needed to. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, yeah it looks good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been great actually. I've been loving it. I've actually done a YouTube channel. Uh, it's just uh, Gerai Kessman, my name. So I've done some, it's mixed actually, because I have a couple of hobbies. I cycle. There's not much about cycling there, but I cook a lot as well. So I love um, different cuisines and I I do love um, cooking um, baklava. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I've mastered baklava now. It's like a filo pastry thing. I've done a video of that. But then I've done cutting your own hair videos, trimming your own beard uh, to help people out in during the lockdowns. Many of my clients contacted me, um, we've been doing video chats like this and their partners been cutting their hair. And it's always been a very big disaster. And <laughs> I think we make it look too easy. And they think it's okay to do it, but it it just never worked out well, to be honest. No.
1: Josh, are you going to go home and watch his YouTube channel and cut your own hair? Uh,
0: Oh, definitely. But, well, I don't know about cutting my own hair. (laughs) Um, I'm currently, my uh, little brother and his fiancée are living with me at the moment. And she, bearing in mind has no haircut experience, did offer, um, but when I said, Okay, I'll think about it. And she went to the shed to get the lawnmower. I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm out. There you go. You can't take this seriously. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's Awful. amazing. Just, just just ridiculous. Yeah. With
1: you um obviously doing this for ten years, has there ever been a point in your career where you've kind of like thought, oh, is this really for me?
2: At the beginning I did because I did get like a few uh fussy clients where they make you feel really uncomfortable. I guess when you're learning, you can't really show your confidence when you're cutting hair. Mm. Um, you know, like it's like now when I cut hair, I don't have to do much because even the way you stand and the way you do cutting, it shows your confidence. But at the beginning, you're obviously trying to not cut your fingers and trying to be careful and it shows everything that you're taking extra care. So it shows that you're not very confident. Mm. And people get really worried and they they like they get closer to mirror looking like this and then sit back, looking into your eyes through the mirror. You know, you 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 know, I, I wanna look at him but I can't really because I'm worried. It's just like cold sweats coming um, through and not, not a great experience. I thought, do I really want this? Because I thought would would I get a lot of clients like this? But it was like one or two and then um yeah, it was it was Basically, this is it after that all my clients were really nice and really understanding and it's it's funny enough. um I have clients that I actually been cutting their hair since I've started cutting hair, and i've I've always got better and better and better on their hair. so every time my my task was every time I cut somebody saying if they come back, I should be able to give a better haircut because if somebody giving you a chance. Um, in my head that I'm learning. So I should be able to make this chance work because they're actually coming back to you because you're really nice. They probably understand they're not the best haircuts. They probably know, you know, he's learning. Even when we were speaking, I was telling him it's only been about three months or uh, whatever. Um, because I was really nice to them, I was looking after them. They were always coming back to me. And I sort of learned better on their own hair. I just gave them better and better haircuts every time.
0: So if, um, I mean, if you could, in I mean, obviously time travel is not a thing, but if you could, in theory, go back in time, uh, speak to sort of like um, Grice starting out, um, what advice do you have for him? Like, what do you wish that you knew Earlier,
2: I I would be I I was so worried. Like I was always trying to copy other barbers around me that had more experience when they're cutting the top or the sides. So I've never actually had my own style until a couple of years after I started learning. I'm always trying to copy the way they cut it or they 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 do it, and I wasn't very adventurous. So I wasn't putting my own unique style on it. Uh, it wasn't my twist, and um. Yeah, if I was if I would go back, I would definitely be a lot more braver and just go for it, even because all would happen, the worst comes to worst. The client wouldn't like the haircut, but it would make me more creative at the time, and um, I would move a lot quicker um, if I had more confidence. I've always struggled with the confidence um, levels. Um, but yeah, thankfully it's all, it's all getting better now, but it's taken me a long time.
0: Fantastic. I mean, is, is, is creativity something that, that you hold like special to Is it really important to you?
2: Yeah. Very important because, um, I, I, I would love to be creative in sense of, um, keep my work, not boring. Um, day to day work with just regular haircuts, office based haircuts can be quite boring. Um, but sometimes we get some student haircut. Just let me do whatever, um, whatever I can on their hair, and I, I get as creative as possible. You've probably seen on my Instagram page. Um, I got all sorts of hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love, I just love doing photo shoots, um, doing different creative hairstyles.
0: Um, you, you don't know us all that well, so it's fine, and and I'll, and I'll forgive it. But it did sound an awful lot like you had a dog in the background, and. I think yeah. we, I we need to know more yeah what, what sort of dog have you got and what's the name
2: it's uh, i have a pug um, oh. and her name is linda oh. linda oh. that's yes, an egg name <laughs> yeah. for a pug that's yeah. incredible yeah. my
1: friend's pug is called frank
2: <laughs> That's they frank and yeah. linda They're, they would be a great couple
0: it sounds like they've got their own podcast already doesn't it <laughs>
1: So when when I used to go around, I used to call him Frank the Tank because he is like obviously he's a pug and he's tiny, and I just thought Frank is a really funny name.
2: You know what? My pug is so fat, <laughs> and when it lays on the floor, when, when she lays on the floor, it she looks like a potato. It's it's, it's so weird.
0: I mean, they're the best of the vegetables.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously, she looks like she looks like she's got chicken legs. Yeah. <laughs> amazing so
0: this is the part of the show where i'm supposed to read something and make it sound super off the cuff um but a i'm not good at that and b i'll be honest i lost the script so instead how about i just say go to hairdressingsupplieslincoln.com on checkout use the code pod5 and you'll get five percent off your entire order yeah cool back to the show Sorry to derail us. Uh, I, I think we just had to know. Um, we've talked about like the, the advice that you would give uh, yourself in the future, but for any up and coming barbers, any, any uh, people maybe coming out of college or just thinking that they might want to get into this as a career, um, as they start in this sort of career, what sort of extra bit of like tip bits or advice do you have for them?
2: So I think some, I've seen a lot of people starting up um, just wanting to have a side job Um, that they can just cut their friend's hair uh, or just cut on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And that's why they wanted to learn barbering. But barbering is not as um, straightforward as that. Being a part-time barber is very um, – you will never be the best barber working part-time. And um, it's it's very difficult. If you are going to be a barber, you have to give your 100% to learn every aspect about it in every detail. So um, – to be like, just give your hundred percent if you just started, and make sure put all the hours in. More hours you put in, quicker you're gonna learn and less struggle. And um, if you take it slow, is gonna you're gonna take it. You're gonna learn it slower. Um, yeah, definitely h- hard work, but it will be worth it, definitely.
0: And I, I... Firstly I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to uh, to speak to us we really appreciate it and I appreciate it and uh, our our listeners will be uh, excited I'm sure to listen to a barber of such a high caliber as yourself. Um we have just like a couple questions uh, that we'd like to to ask each individual guest and I I hope you don't mind us asking. Yeah, uh, the first of which more of a philosophical thing like if there was one thing about yourself that you wish people knew uh, and maybe don't what 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 do you want people to
2: know? Oh if i wish people to know about me ah oh, that's a good question that um
1: <laughs> you've put him on the spot now josh
2: well you really did um i guess <laughs> i would want people to know about my uh anxiety okay I think um, sometimes I came across quite serious, um, like even in the shop, when I'm like concentrating or if I'm not feeling well, and that means I'm anxious. And sometimes people can think I'm quite unfriendly, but if they would know that I've got anxiety and they would understand why, um, you know, um, I am um, just focusing or... I'm not feeling well at the time. Um, I think yeah, it will it will help a lot if people, you know, would know that I have anxiety.
1: I think at the minute though, it's it's a subject that is is out there a lot at the minute. So I think people may be more understanding than what you'd know if they knew how you was feeling.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's
1: something that, like I say, is such a big topic.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't struggle all the time, but sometimes I get it when people say you're looking really serious or you're, you're upset about something. You know, it's not. I'm not even upset. It's just you know you sometimes get really anxious and I can't sort of control my facial expressions. And um, I do understand where people are coming from, but I, I, I don't really want to sit down and tell everyone that you know I. I uh by the way this is because of my anxiety la la just yeah it would be nice if people knew and um you know understood. I, f-
1: I think that will come as part of your job though, won't it? And the fact that you want to do such a good job on your clients' hair, you're you know I think in the back of your head you're probably thinking worrying a little, but I'm sure every time it turns out perfect.
2: Well, do you know what? It's it's quite right opposite actually. When it comes to cutting hair, and when I'm in the shop. At my confidence levels, because it's my territory, I'm like 100% there. Uh, you know, I have no problems. It's usually when I'm outside, I'm I'm like fish out of water. When I'm in the shop, everything's under control. Everything's it's perfect. Um, but when I'm outside the shop, that's when it starts, really.
0: Like when you're outside your kingdom, as it were
2: absolutely that it's it's absolutely that
0: I have to say like I I I appreciate that I did put you on the spot there but that was a fantastic answer I think you're right I think it's important that we we sort of open a dialogue about mental health and acknowledge that actually things like anxiety can can be quite a common thing and more of us suffer and struggle with that sort of thing than you might think um I know personally sort of like I've gone through all sorts of things like that and it's It's obviously we're getting there as a society and being a bit more understanding and accepting, but it takes time. So um, I think that's a really good thing to be more aware of. Um, And just before we wrap up, it just brings us to the part of the show uh, where we talk about our salon horror stories. Um, Now, we've all got something to like one story to say it could be the worst haircut you've ever had uh, something's gone wrong for you while you're trying to cut someone's hair like you've chopped an ear off or something let's go <laughs> extreme um or maybe it's just a really awkward customer you've had have you got a, a salon horror story for us
2: so i let me tell you a story it's not it wasn't me but it was um the guy who worked next to me i used to when i started off a year or two after i used to work in a really small barbershop in um um, in Kent somewhere, and um, the guy wasn't concentrated much, and he was doing a scissor cut, and oh he no. cut the guy's ear off the top part completely. <gasps> and yeah, he's, I was just joking when I said cut the oh ear off. My gosh. No, it wasn't a joke. This was this was cut off, and I shouldn't even laugh. <laughs> uh, that was terrible. I just didn't know what to say, and the guy was shocked and oh. like funny enough, there was no, there was no shouting or screaming, but it was it must have been painful. And then silly boy, what he did, he went to the counter and, um took um, sellotape, a sellotape it <laughs> together, oh. and he said, you know what? You better go to um And E, mate. They might be able to stitch it for you." It was, I just could not believe. <laughs> just it I just could not believe what I was seeing at the time. <laughs> and that was it for me. Sellotape is not what you need for that. No, nah, it was
1: not. See, at first I was kind of like laughing as a awkward, like, did that really yeah. happen? And now it's like, it not. it's not funny, but it is. <laughs> like, hand in the tape. There you go. And you know what? Th- that
2: client's reaction was so surprising as well. He said, like, he... <laughs> He was fine with it. So, what I mean, on the ear, you know, he'll, he'll stitch it back. He's, he's just went off the A&E. He was, he was absolutely fine with it. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to shout and scream or sue them or something, but he was absolutely fine.
1: Wow. D- did he actually get it stitched?
2: Do you know what? Did he get the stitched guy, back on there? The then? guy never never came back since so i really don't know oh, about what a her. surprise and that guy was like really scared because he thought he really sue me you know um is he is he gonna do something about it for like next few weeks he was so worried but luckily nothing happened but this was like when i saw that i said i need to be more careful around the area. <laughs> like i i saw so after seeing that i took extra <laughs> care that was nuts.
0: This might sound like a really daft question, with all the awards that you have had, but uh, have you ever cut off an ear?
2: No, I've never cut off ear. I'm, I'm, I, I always been really careful. Even when I do red shaves, sometimes you got those blood spots um, if you do it too fast or um, too harsh. But I'm lucky enough. Over ten years, I've never ever cut anybody. So I'm, um, I'm quite lucky, actually.
1: That is good news. Yeah. That's good to know.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, think will be <laughs> no, I don't think it would be fair to be this big star. No, I don't think it would be.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Honestly, it's been fantastic to, to hear your story and to, to, to learn a bit more about you. Um, if people want to find out a little bit more and see your haircuts, where can they find you on Instagram?
2: My Instagram is Gerai Kessman. You can just uh, go on Instagram and type Gerai Kessman and you'll find all my um, hairstyles. It's sort of like a lookbook. Um, You can always look for new hairstyles um, or there's lots of tips for new barbers, new coming barbers. Um, Also, I'm building up my YouTube channel, but my Instagram is a lot more um, um, feed in it. So uh, you're more than welcome to follow and um, enjoy the photos.
1: Oh, it's been it's been lovely getting
2: to know you. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an absolute pleasure. It's nice to um, have a voice and uh, talk about myself. It's um, always uh, we're always at the shop talking about um, our clients or listening to our clients' problems. Um, but it's nice to um, talk about um, myself. Actually, um, thank you very much for having me, guys.
0: This episode of Salon Stories was sponsored by HairdressingSuppliesLincoln.com. It was edited by Josh Reist and produced by Alice Leonard. Don't forget to subscribe and please do give us a positive review as that really does help us out a lot. Uh, Also, if you want to see a little bit of what goes on behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram. That's at Salon Stories Pod. Thank you ever so much for listening and we'll see you next time for the next Salon Story.